Black Panther spoilers. <laughs> Tons of Black Panther spoilers. All Ridiculous amounts. All of the spoilers. Literally for every spoiler. Today. Only today. Well, maybe for a while. We thought we like to spoil things. Yeah. Anyway, this episode. <laughs> What's the name of our podcast again? I always forget the name it's of it. It's that one about drinking afternoon. <laughs> That's not the name of our thing. I don't know. We have been off for far too long, and I forgot how to pod, and I think you forgot how to cast. That's okay. <laughs> That's a shame. This is Don't Feed After Midnight. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. And we're going to talk some Black Panther. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, yeah, I went and seen it. What was it a, a week ago? Yeah, it's not appropriate English. <laughs> no, it is, it is though. I'm from Mississippi. Okay? You're such a liar face. You're from Detroit. Oh yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> so you went and saw the, so went, the Fantastic Four's best creation. Yep. You know. Because <laughs> it was his creation. Rise of the Silver Surfer is the best Marvel movie. <laughs> Don't at me. Horrible. Yeah, don't yeah, exactly. That immediately started. <laughs> right. I didn't kill you. You're a horrible no, person. But, uh, yeah, so about a week ago, I went and seen Black Panther. And, um, where should I start? Expectations. I'll just read up. The first black superhero in mainstream comic. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's start reading Wikipedia the, the page. The very first. Wait, well, came out in right? Created by Stan Lee. Um, yeah, expectations going in. I was, you know, I was expecting something along the lines of how I don't know, maybe something like Iron Man One went about. Not, not like um, the dude that's not really a hero yet becoming a hero because obviously we already seen him as Black Panther in Civil War. But yeah, yeah. I expected him to like kind of come into his own the same way Iron Man did in his movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like pretty much centered on him. Yeah. Primarily. Yeah, and making sure his character has grown in that first movie. But was it was it mixed? Was it not focusing on him as much? It focuses on everybody. It does oh. a really good job of storytelling. Um, better than any Marvel movie, honestly, I'd say. Really. I mean, because every that's the thing, Mar- like the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe up until this point, I'd say every movie has a focus on like one character per movie. And then you'll have this major event with all of these developed characters. Yeah. This one develops, like, four characters in one movie. And it all works. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, my expectations as far as story went was, like, you know, dude dude becomes a king. Like, gets his, you know, suit on and becomes the hero and the king at the same time. So he's got to balance politics and shit with, like, the bad guys overseas that are fucking up the world. But, like... Um, yeah, so he's got a unique responsibility to, come, yeah, to he's balance do being both. a king and a superhero. I mean, like, Doom was the same thing, except he was he didn't really consider it a responsibility, but and he was more of an anti-hero now. Right. He used to be a villain, but to his people, he's kind of a hero. Right. Yeah. You know. 
what is that, Latveria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah. basically saves them from becoming, I guess in the Marvel Universe would be another Soviet satellite state. Or right. You know. But what it, uh, what it turned out to be wasn't my expectation, but possibly better. Um, all right, so I'd say on like on a action scale, this movie's probably more like what's a good one? That's like I wouldn't say Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier had like long periods of dry spells, and then like when it was action, it was like fifteen minutes straight. Um, I'd probably say it was closer to like maybe Iron Man two. You got spurts of like yeah. five minutes at a time. And then, like, right at the end, you have this major battle that, like, goes on for, like, 10, 15 minutes. Um, but in between, it's all character development. So, like, the movie kicks off with uh, 1992 in Oakland, California, where, ironically, and this was definitely on purpose, the Black Panther movement started yeah. in the 60s. And uh, so they start there. And all you see is a couple kids playing basketball on the on the court, like underneath this apartment uh, complex. And the camera shoots up to like the top room, and it goes in. And there's just a couple gang banging dudes, like with guns and money and whatever else, just laying out. Just being normal. Just being People dudes from Oakland in '92. <laughs> I mean, honestly. And uh, you get a knock on the door. And the dude's like, put the guns away. Like, he's, he's like telling his homie, like, dude, put the guns away. Like, go see who that is. So he's got his gun still, but he tells his boy to go put them away. And he'll just keep guard. Yeah. Friend goes over the door, and Wakandan guards are there. And they're like... The females, right? Yeah, they're cool. like bald chicks that are like really badass looking. And awesome. like they got spears and shit. They come in, they're like... They're like, we're going to come in, and we're going to ask you a question or two or something. And they're like, shit, I'm not going to say no to this crazy bitch. She's going to spear my ass. I'm not trying to die to this. And like that, that crazy girl from Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> right. And they, uh, well, they reveal that both of these guys that are, well, first they reveal that one of the guys, the guy with the gun, is uh, T'Chaka, Black Panther's dad's brother so he's his t- uncle. so he's T'Challa's uncle no huh. and uh he was sent there like it was almost like he was sent away as if they didn't want him in Wakanda but they didn't want to say that yeah um so they gave him an excuse to give him a mission yeah quote unquote so he goes off to the states and he's like the ambassador secretly like he's just basically keeping watch on the western civilization and yeah, seeing yeah. what what's playing out like well T'Chaka comes in and he's like he's like hey brother happy to see you and all this and like they're all hugging and shit he's in his full Black Panther outfit yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh I mean the mask is off but he's like you know how have you been and this and that and he's like what are you here for and he's like well about 15 tons of vibranium just went missing and we have no clue how this man figured out where it is, how to get there, what like to use, and this and that. Yeah. And this man escaped, and he made it back to the Americas. And the guy's like, "Oh, that's a shame. Like, I don't know how that happened." And right out the gate, like T'Chaka knows this dude like sold him out. Yeah. He totally told uh, it was a claw, 
he told Claw like everything. He told him about the fact that Wakanda's hidden, how to get there, what the mine's like, and how to get into that without being seen. And so he, so Claw went and did that. Came back with a bunch of vibranium mm-hmm. and started selling at black market. Now at this point, though, Ch- the guy who plays T'Challa's father is actually the actor who played his real father, life, his real life son. Yeah. He does look like. Because, oh, know, he looks just like him, just uh, not as wrinkly, obviously. That's crazy. But it's cool. They got the, the, it's the really actors, cool. The actor's son to play the younger Play him as man. a younger man. That's and it's pretty cool. so sweet. Because he was the king at that time, and he was just as young as T'Challa is in this movie. So, like, it just works. It's interesting. You but, know, the Marvel uh, Universe, I mean, T'Challa, by the time he met the Avengers, was already hidden king for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Because his father died when he was young, like mm-hmm. twelve or something. Yeah. So that's another difference. I like this. I like this spin on it though, because it gives them that father-son relationship that was like, kind of missed out on. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, that's something I'll get to in a minute. Hmm. Um, the Tachaka knows that this dude totally sold him out, so he's telling him he's like, "Look, yeah. there's only a couple ways you're, we're gonna go about this. One, you do it my way, or two, the, you do it the bad way." My way, you're going to Wakanda right now, and you're uh, you're turning yourself in, and you're explaining to everybody why you sold us out, because we know it was you. Yeah. And he's like, and what of my son, and what of my wife, and this and that, and he he's got so he's got a son in the states, and his wife is American, so he's like, you're gonna leave them behind, like that's not right. Yeah. And he's like, they're not our problem. They're not Wakanda's problem. We don't bring other people's problems into Wakanda. And he's like, oh, well. It's a dick move. Yeah. Um, and uh, it kind of like skips forward shortly after that. But uh, then you see a Wakanda ship fly away from this project building. And one of the little kids on the basketball court looks up and sees it disappear into the clouds and then take off. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Don't don't hear from that kid for a minute. It jumps to post Civil War T'Challa on a mission, and he's gonna go. Uh, who's he rescuing? He's rescuing his ex girlfriend, and she's in like Nigeria or something, and she's on a. Uh, she's on like a. Do you remember a while back when them Nigerian girls were like taken hostage or whatever? It was like yeah. twelve of them. Yeah. They kind of played off of that. There were 13 girls in this truck, and the 13th one was Black Panther's um, girlfriend, or ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And Black Panther shows up, and it's that scene from the trailer where he drops and throws them magnetic ball things at the oh, yeah, trucks. Yeah. And he totally just, like, sabotages their whole shit and then takes, the girl, takes his girl, and then she tells all the, the 12 girls, like... You you didn't you didn't see any of this, you didn't know this happened. Yeah. Okay. Just go. You're free, and that's it. Walk away. And they're like, "Thank you." And that's it. Yeah. You don't hear from them again, but it was a cool little nod to recent history. But yeah. Um. It happened again recently too, though. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's happening a lot. It's terrible. Um. But then, uh, then he goes to Wakanda. He takes her to Wakanda, and she's like, "Why are you bringing me here?" And he's like. You know, you're doing your little spy ops, but my dad just died. Like, Ooh. I got to become the king. And I wanted you to be there for the ceremony. 
and it's his ex-girlfriend, so it's like the tension. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where that line comes from. Uh, Don't freeze, and he's like, I never freeze. The whole reason that line exists is because that chick knows about the ex-girlfriend and that situation. So she's like, Don't freeze up when you see her, because we're on an important mission. <laughs> and then he totally freezes. <laughs> she's, she's like, uh, What'd she say? Later, like, just when he gets to Wakanda, his sister asks uh, that guard. She's like, did he freeze? <laughs> she's like, like a snowman. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was funny. But uh, there's a lot of jokes in this movie, too. A lot of good ones. A lot of, uh, a lot of ones that a lot of people probably missed or seen as, like, some kind of racist, like, offshoot joke. Like, but... I mean, if you got what they were trying to say, it was funny. Like, later in the movie, this guy hurts his spine, and he gets dragged into Wakanda, and he's white. And uh, Black Panther's little sister's like, oh, great, another little white boy for us to fix up. Fix up, yeah. And it's like, you know, it sounds like it's racially charged, but if you know the Marvel Universe, you know it's direct reference to Winter Soldier. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's... It's still not quite appropriate that, like, they say white boy. Like, like, you don't really want to say, like, yeah, boy. It's, it's just not, it's not appropriate. Right, like, it's... Yeah, the, it's the wording like, the wording of it makes it seem more racist than it probably is. But it's also, is. like, it also might, might be a dialect thing they're doing on purpose. Like, yeah. you know... You know, white white boy, black boy, you know, it's just, it's just like how they talk in certain countries, perhaps. Well, you know? it's, you know, there's a lot of contrast in this movie visually between white yeah. and black. Yeah, yeah, A lot of it. Like, <laughs> that's a main thing. Um, you'll notice in, like, a lot of shots, there's a ton of either black or white. Yeah. Um, outfits, all of it. Uh, so he gets to Wakanda, and, you know, tradition in Wakanda is... We take away your powers as Black Panther. We give anybody in Wakanda that's, you know, of a, of a certain tribe yeah. a chance to challenge you for the throne. And all they do is they fight on the top of a waterfall, and the winner becomes the, becomes the king. Yeah. So he goes to, you know, see if anybody's trying to challenge him. The main four groups, they're like... Nah, we're good. Be, yeah. be the king. Do yeah. your job. The fifth fifth group, they're like mongrels of Wakanda. Like, they live up in the mountains and they're savage. Um, you find out later that they're ve- vegetarian. It's funny. <laughs> um, but they, uh, you know, this, this group of, like, crazy, savage, like, tribesmen come up and they're like, yep, we're going to do it. We're going to challenge you. And the dude beats the shit out of T'Challa. Like, straight just mops the deck with his ass. Just when he thinks he's about to win, T'Challa pulls some crazy maneuver and gets him in, like, a, a chokehold. And they're, like, on the edge of the waterfall, and he's, like, choking him out. He's like, dude, I can kill you right now. Like, I could literally end your life. Please don't make me do it. Yeah. Let me be the king. You go back to doing your daily life, and I don't have to kill you right now. And he's like, all right. Yeah, it's out, yeah. And uh, so T'Challa becomes king. Visually, this scene is incredible. There's a, a big-ass, like, wall of, like, rock. with, And you see about maybe 100, 150 people on this rock wall. And at first, you're looking at it like, it's probably all digital. I've watched, like, interviews and behind-the-scenes shit. 
these are real people on this big ass wall. That's cool. Like the all like extras and shit, but they're all standing on this massive wall. That's it crazy. wasn't actually in Africa or anything. But no, the Mexico did this. build it. It was on. It was on a. Uh, no, they didn't. I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was on a. Uh, it was on a soundstage or something, I guess, in Atlanta. They just built a massive waterfall-looking stage, and it oh, looked really cool. cool. But uh, yeah, so that was all authentic, and that was visually incredible. It's got a real Lion King vibe too, where like the kids like becoming a man. Um, but he, uh, you know, he becomes the king for a little bit, and then in comes Killmonger. Yeah, and he's got a little plot <clears throat> to take back Wakanda. <clears throat> For what it should be in his eyes, um, I mean, he didn't even appear until seventy three either. Like right? yeah, he was he was late in the comics. Jungle Action Comics number Jungle six. Action. What a name! I that's really inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> it's so I like bad. some Jungle Action if you know what I mean. Oh my god! <laughs> that's nasty. But uh, he, you know, he immediately goes after uh, some like Wakandan axe or something like it's a it's in a museum and it's made of like a it, the actual blade of it is all vibranium and claw uses some kind of like sonic weapon on his fake hand to like break the glass on the case of it and then he like uses that vibration to just clean it of all the the nasty like aging to it hmm and it just makes it look shiny brand new because it's all vibranium. And uh, he's like, yep, that's the real thing. Hands it to Killmonger, and then they make off with it. Huh. They go to South Korea to sell it um, to... I think his last name is Ross. He was the one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. interrogators in Civil War. Oh, and he's the one that... that um he interrogated Zemo at the end. He was going to interrogate... Martin Freeman plays him, right? I think so. He's the British dude. Yeah, he played uh, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah, that's him. He, uh... Yeah, so he's he's the buyer for this Wakandan axe with vibranium all in it. And, uh... So Claw and him show up to this casino. Black Panther's like, we know it's going down. We gotta get to Korea. And, uh... So they go to Busan and they're like in the they get into the casino but they were told no weapons. Then Claw comes in and all of his dudes walk right through with a bunch of weapons and it, and like the security just turns up blind eye. Yeah. And uh, Black Panther and his people are like, oh shit, this is about to be a fight. Yeah. Please yeah. and then like T'Challa's like, please don't let there be a fight. Please don't let there be a fight. This is an international thing we're doing right now. Yeah. We, we're not even supposed to be here. Yeah. Don't start a fight, please. And then, like, one of the guys, like, spots one of his guards, and yeah. they, they realize, like, oh, shit, this is a setup. And they start pulling guns and shit, and that's when the fighting goes on. And it is one of the best choreographed scenes I think I've seen in probably the past four single hero movies. Oh, it was just so cool, because Claw's got, he reveals he's got, like, a, a Wakandan uh, vibranium drill turned in like modified and turned into a gun so instead of drilling it shoots shoots like a like a, a so, yeah it's like a sonic blast so it's kind of like the same thing that happens in the trailer when like he uh explodes that energy that purple like orb, yeah, yeah, yeah. like of energy it's like the same type of energy 
but he's shooting it out of his his wrist gun. And it looks really cool because his hand like splits in half and then like opens up and the gun comes out and just blasts. Um, you know, T'Challa activates his, his little necklace suit. He has his sister uh, utilize this new technology she has where all you need is like a vibranium link to a vehicle and she can simulate the entire vehicle. And like all she has to do is sit in a seat and then a, a steering wheel will appear and the gas pedals will appear, and she can drive whatever car that vibranium just linked to. And she gets a full scale view of what's around her and everything. That's crazy. It's nuts. And uh, so she takes this this car that he sticks this sensor to, and she's back in Wakanda driving this thing in real time while he's like riding it and doing all this crazy stunt shit. Yeah, they just chase down Claw for a good minute, and he goes to, uh, he finally catches him, and he goes to kill him or whatever, but then he's like, damn, one of my boys back in Wakanda told me, don't kill Claw when you see him. Bring him back so I can get my own revenge for my parents that he killed back in the day. And it adds this new layer to the story. Like, that's, that's an awesome thing about this movie. You got like easily 10 characters to pay attention to in some way, shape, or form. There's four main ones, you know, there's Black Panther, Killmonger, Black Panther's sister, and then you got this, uh, you got this agent from Shield. Yeah. And like, they're the main ones that get some sort of background telling or explanation for what their part in the story is. But like everybody else, they'll still jump in for a second and have their layers of the story, and it's great. So they they get Claw, they capture him while he's in the facility getting interrogated. Killmonger shows up, blows a hole in the wall, pulls Claw out, takes off. He takes Claw to an airport. They're going to go fly somewhere else. I don't really say, I don't think. But uh, right before they do, Killmonger just kills, like, everybody and shoots and kills Claw, like, on the spot. And, uh, I mean, it's it's not that quick. Like, Claw's the yeah. one to survive at first, and then he, like, dives off and starts shooting back. And it doesn't last that long, but it's not, like, quick and done and Claw's dead. It's like they draw it out. No, yeah, they would have to. I mean, Andy Circus is too good to kill off in half a second, but. You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. They uh, they kill them off, and it was it was kind of I don't know it was kind of polarizing for me because it's like I really love his inclusion in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I'd hope they bring him back in some shape, like some shape or form. Well, Claw. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like. Claw's comp- in the in, in the comics. He's as far as I remember, he's primarily like comprised of sound. He's literally made of sound. So I'm uh-huh. not really sure how exactly. That would be interesting though, if like the Infinity Stones come into play and he gets brought back, but he's like he actually is just the embodiment of Claw, but he's all sound. Like, he's all vibration as a as yeah. a physical form. That would be cool. I think Infinity War would make that possible. I mean, he was, like, uh, uh, for a long time. He's, he's, he appeared, like, a long, long time ago yeah. in the comics. I mean, he was part of the Intelligentsia, the Frightful Floor, Masters of Evil, Fearsome Foursome, former ally of Solar, and, uh, Molecule Man, and Doctor Doom. But he's, he's a lackey most of the time when he's with, you know, like, Doctor Doom and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting because, like, He's a human mutate. He's physically converted to sound by a weapon of his own design. So you got to wonder if 
you know, if they could like play that into it somehow. Because like, you can't just kill off a cool character like that. They gotta do something with him. Like, yeah, very rarely do they do that. Yeah, I mean, he came out in 1966. He's got a pedigree. The dude's been around a long. time. I mean, like a lot of people are like bullshit when they uh, pretend killed off Loki, and uh, yeah, what was it Thor two? Yeah. So and, he could have just, and then he totally came back. Because I mean, there's you can literally chop parts of Claw off. Like, yeah. you, can, you can sever his head and he'll still live, and you just carry the head around. I mean, he's he's comprised of solid. Sound. It's really strange, but mm-hmm. he's literally made of sound. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna explain it that way though. It's it's kind of funky because he because he he got chopped by Ultron. He didn't regen because he had he built an arm in place because he never regened. Yeah, it's true. In the comics, he wore that. He wore that over his arm. I think he wore this that mm-hmm. big sound dish thing. Yeah, he definitely didn't have anything there though. It was like it like split down the middle, like yeah. as if he was live long and prosper. Oh yeah. And then it just like spread his hand apart, and then the gun came out of his like where his wrist would be. It was really cool looking. Um, so they kill him off. I'm I'm air quoting that because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's actually dead. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's actually dead. He body bags claw. And he drags him all the way to Wakanda, and uh, huh. like he threw him on the plane, and then flew to the well, outskirts. One more thing I gotta add before we keep going is that yeah. in the comic, Claw killed Black Panther's father. Oh yeah, he like literally, he, like he shielded him, and then he shielded the young Black Panther and yeah. uh, uh, you know T'Challa and uh, T'Chaka got killed because Claw just opened fire on both of them. Oh, jeez. But he was disarmed by a warrior, by Zuri, who pierced his right arm with a spear. Yeah. And Zuri's the the shaman dude. Yeah. It's like super cool. And he used his his own sonic, his own sonic blaster to shatter his right hand. Yeah. Which is what messed up his hand. So it's interesting. That's really neat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Killmonger takes the body, and he's like, I gotta, like, I'm I'm gonna take him to the villages. And show these people who I just killed. So maybe I can gain some favor. He shows up with the dead body of Claw to the to the guy that was just asking for Black Panther to do it, but bring him back alive. He shows up with him dead, and he's like, "Black Panther didn't do this. I did. I killed him. Like, because Black Panther didn't have the ability to bring him back, and he didn't have the ability to kill him. He ain't as much of a man as me. And he's just like talking all this shit." And yeah. as he's got the dead body of Ulysses Claw in a bag, like, yeah, yeah. and this dude that, like, this is his parents' killer dead on the ground, and he's like, oh shit, this guy's about his business. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there hasn't been a king that's been this serious in my life. Like, so he's like, well, I'll bring him to the throne, I guess. And he shows up to the throne room, and Black Panther's sitting there, and they were discussing, like, you know, where the guy came from. I guess, uh, at, well, at this point, Ross got his back injured, his spine injured, during that whole siege where Killmonger took Claw out of the yeah. interrogation. So he got his spine injured uh, to the point where he would have died. They took him back to Wakanda. Second white person ever to be in Wakanda, or third white person to ever be in, into Wakanda, technically, because Claw and Winter Soldier. Um, so he's the third white man to be there. And it's because he's severed spine, and he did it while trying to save a Wakandan. So they were like, well, he's our, he's our responsibility now. We owe him. So he's there, and he knows a bunch of shit about Killmonger's background. Like, he was a soldier in Afghanistan. He was uh, ex-CIA. He was yeah. all these crazy death squads that he was in. He was in. And uh, 
he was like, you know, this was his specialty. He would go, they would send him to countries when he was in the CIA, and he would destabilize them. Like, he would have them do shit that they weren't supposed to do, and then the countries would fall. Hmm. It was, like, his job. Like, he's known for this. So watch out for whatever he's going to try to pull. And then, uh, so he shows up to the throne room, and uh, Shuri, knowing that, she's like, hey, this is your background. I know who you are. You're this kind of person. You're that kind of person. This is what you did. Yeah. And he's like, nah. That's not me. Well, me. He, he's like, he's like. It, I mean, it actually is him, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, what you know of me is nothing. Like, and they're like, what do you mean? And he like the the identifying mark of somebody from Wakanda is they have like a a black light tattoo in their bottom lip on the inside, and you just peel your lip like this, and then uh, it shows, and it like that's the significance of somebody being from Wakanda. That's how you know. That's the identifier. So he's like, you don't know nothing about me. And then he peels his lip, and you can see it. And he's like, yeah, I'm Wakanda. And they're like, no. Like, he wasn't from here. How? And uh, he reveals that his dad was the guy from the beginning with the gun that was T'Chaka's brother. So he's T'Challa's cousin in this, which wasn't the case in the comics but they changed the origin to make it more personal I get it so he's like yep and then he looks at the the uh, T'Challa's mom and he's like hey auntie <laughs> like cause mm, yeah, that's his hand so he's yeah. like <laughs> he just cracks a quick joke and he's like they're like what do you want and he's like I want the throne yeah oh yeah and all of this yeah I want this to be mine yeah and they're like that we have to we'd have to prepare like we the ritual isn't ready We'd have to prepare for this. Yeah. And he's and then he's like, I don't I don't need to do this in the daytime. I can do this right now. Yeah. Like, let's go. And uh T'Challa's like, I accept your challenge. So they go and fight. First of all, the the cosmetics of this dude was so sweet. He you know, he takes off his armor and shit and he's talking all this junk. But he's got like probably 500 scars on his torso and arms, That's making him look like a literal cheetah of like scars. And he's like, each one of these is from a person I killed. So he's like, it's like Victor's ass, but not crazy. You know, it's like he he knowingly killed these people as a mission. So he's got that many people on his body count that's insane so like they take away the black panther uh you know this the serum that makes him fast and strong they they cure him of that yeah so he's a he's a man now like he fights man to man yeah and uh so they get to fighting and at first you know it's a fair fight they're both doing their own thing or whatever but then uh killmonger just starts beating his ass yeah and there's no recovering from this like that that first guy he was big and tough and whatever but yeah. like he didn't have the training that killmonger's Killmonger, got but, yeah so killmonger's just washing the floor with this dude yeah and uh then zuri the shaman yeah he takes uh he takes killmonger's hand right as he's about to kill t'challa and he's like don't do it take me and then he like it jumps back in time for a second and yeah. it reveals that the guy that answered the door in the beginning that was friends with Killmonger's dad, he was Zuri. Interesting. And they sent Zuri back secretly yeah. to watch over him and make sure he was doing shit right. So he jumped in the same gang and like followed him and tried to get as close to him as he could, yeah. but never revealed that. And then they show what happened 
you know, when T'Chaka was like, hey, you got to come back to Wakanda and this and that, we know. And then he was like, did you really think I wouldn't send someone else back to make sure you didn't betray us? And then he shows that Zuri's got the tattoo and he's like, oh, you son of a bitch. So he pulls out his pistol and goes to shoot Zuri. And uh, T'Chaka like puts his hand in front of the bullet, stops it, and then pops the claw and stabs his brother in the chest and fucking kills him on the spot. And it's emotional as fuck. That's it's crazy. so fucked up. Cause then you're like, oh shit, that's Killmonger's dad. Yeah, yeah. And then they left him. And then they show that that little kid that looked up and seen the Wakandan ship yeah. is young Killmonger. And they just abandoned him. And they just abandoned him completely. They didn't give a fuck if he was so half Wakanda. They yeah, didn't so give a shit. His mom had to struggle on their own. Yep. And I think his mom died too. Like just like either just died or died after. That's crazy. But like, yeah, totally fucked this poor kid over, and uh, it's so sad. But so it's like you understand why he. You hates. get it. Yeah. That's what's so great about the development. The character development of him is so good. You get it. You, like you kind of feel bad for him. You yeah. Oh yeah. Like you understand why he feels the way he feels. Like, he deserves something. Like... Yeah, they should. I mean, you, leaving him to be poor and penniless, you would assume, you yeah. know, go to an orphanage, orphanage and all that stuff. Right, it's, it's fucked up. Yeah. He, uh... So he's like, all right, I'll kill you too. And then kills Zuri on the spot. Forrest Whitaker, dead. Like, holy ah, shit. It's like fucked Forrest up. Whitaker, no. Um, and then he's... And then he picks up Black Panther and fucking throws him off the waterfall completely. And it's like hundreds of feet up so it's like holy shit he's probably dead he did hell. so he goes through he hits the water and you're like ah shit that's over um but it's, it's, a, good it's, a, hero, it's a hero movie so you know that shit ain't over the lights come on right it's fucking over the credits roll. hit I'm like, like the fuck <laughs> the first black hero and he couldn't survive it's horrifying <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah so you know at this point T'Challa's family is like, all right, we got to go into hiding because we're probably going to get targeted next. Yeah. Uh, so they they do their little thing, but then they... We're kind of witness protection, baby. Exactly. <laughs> they find out, though, that, that the mongrel savage tribe, one of their fishermen that goes down into the valley, found T'Challa's body floating. And uh, they dragged him up to the top of the mountain and put him on ice, literally, because oh. he was like verge of death. Yeah. And uh, they just put him on basically natural stasis. And uh, hmm. so then his family finds out and they, they're like, oh shit. You know, we got the last of the Black Panther serum because Killmonger decided to burn it all like a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't want, the he, he didn't want anyone to be the king ever again. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm, I'm the king of this shit. Never ever again will Wakanda have another king, and uh, so he has them burn it all. But like, they had like his ex girlfriend went in and snuck a little bulb of the flower that they used to make it. Yeah, and uh, so they they were originally gonna have the leader of the Savage Tribe take it and become the new Black Panther. Yeah, because he almost won before. Yeah. yeah, so they were like, ah, he might be strong enough if he takes it. Well, they find out. Uh, He's like, well, I'm gonna show you something first before you do that. Yeah, I got your son, and he's alive, for now. I think that's that that super serum shit you guys give him. Yeah, that'll be what saves his life. So they're like, all right, sweet, cool. So 
they totally save his life. Uh, you know, he gets up and they're like, well, shit, you know, Killmonger's just running shit now. We got to get back and yeah. we got to really fight. It's like, been four hours. I mean, seriously. It's, it's been, what happened now is time has passed. Like, by this point in the movie? Yeah. Well, I mean, I figure if the movie's two and a half hours, I'd probably say at this point it's an hour 45. You got 45 minutes left. Oh, I mean, since they found Black Panther and put him in eyes and stuff. Oh, yeah. not the that movie, long. It's movie time, well, a couple days. Not that long. Yeah. I'd probably say it was a day. Oh, okay. So he hasn't... But he's still fucked up, like, like big but, time. Yeah, but Killmonger hasn't really had a chance to consolidate his power or anything yet. Well, that's the thing. He's, he's playing shit quick, fast. He's like, I want you doing this. I want you doing that. Get this ready to happen. Like, oh, I'm doing no. this shit tomorrow, and then I'm doing that the next day. So his his main goal as a villain is to have what kind like that's that's the thing. It's like he's a villain, but what he's preaching isn't necessarily bad. He's saying Wakanda has all this wealth, Wakanda has all this vibranium, Wakanda has all this, Wakanda has all that. Why are we considered a third world country? Why are we seen as a weak nation? And not only that, why aren't we helping fellow nations of of black people? Like, I was in America. And black people get treated like shit, and if they don't, then they treat each other like shit. Yeah. And why didn't Wakanda help us out? I was abandoned. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, there's like 90% of Africa is poverty. Exactly. And, Wakanda just sits there. And Wakanda's the sitting there on the gold mine. Yeah. El Dorado. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Hogging it all for themselves and not wanting to let anybody else And that's them. why he's justified in what he's talking about. Because, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, they're they, doing. Could, they could end all of the hunger. I mean, in Africa, everything. End all of the tribal wars, united. But their whole thing is it's centralism. They're like. You know, na- it's like nationalism on a new level. They're yeah. like, you know, we're consolidating everything, keeping it to ourselves. Xenophobic almost. Exactly. Yeah. So they're like, nope, no outsiders, no nothing. If you're Wakanda, you stay here. If you're not, get out. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's a main drive for his his villain plot. But his whole goal now, because he's like in charge, he's like, I know you guys got vibranium weapons. Get them out to our splinter cells, because I know you got plenty of them out yeah. there in the world. Oh, yeah. Get them, get them weapons to them people. We'll take down every country tomorrow. You know yeah. what I mean? Not literally, but he's like, yeah. you know, we'll start the breakdown of every every government that doesn't want to abide by Wakandan rule. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's like, you know, those that agree, sure, welcome them. Those that don't, kill them. Like this is quite, this is about to be one world of Wakanda. And he doesn't quite understand like the complexities of government. Right. He's just how shit works. As a soldier, you know, like, well, if I kill these people, I take over the country. He doesn't understand them. Right, they're the not going to... country gonna... isn't just those people. Right. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't get that aspect. He's just like, kill anybody that's not a believer, uh, and those that are believers, accept them until they don't believe and then kill them. Yeah. And uh, so they're, they're, pre- they're prepping all these, these vibranium weapons, and he's like, sweet, everything's going to plan. In comes Black Panther and family, mm-hmm. and they're, like, ready to fuck shit up. Like, all the... All the tribes are backing Killmonger at this point, besides the savages. Yeah, because they like the idea of what kind of ruling, you know. Right. He's introducing new ideas. Right. Yeah. They're like, holy shit, this dude's taking action. He's yeah. cool. Yeah. But the soldiers, they're loyal to the throne. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, sure, we're loyal to you. We don't care. But, like, the leader of it is like, this ain't right. Like, this is fucked up. This dude just showed up yesterday, and he's already, like, running shit. This is not cool. That plays in when... Shit's going down, and he's like, uh, like Killmonger's like, all right, go and fight him. Like, I don't even have to deal with this. Well, and he's getting, like, 
he's he gets hit by a couple of them or whatever, and then he utilizes that suit to like blast all of them away, which is like it looks so cool. But um, a bit of that Thor thing where he smacks the hand. Yeah, it's just like that. But it's it's arguably cooler because they show it again. He does it a second time when they all have these like vibranium shields up, like blocking him in, and they're all just cornering him. Yeah. And he he like flips over one of them and like blasts the ground and a spear like flips up and there's like a ship flying around trying to shoot at him at this point he grabs the spear and like throws it into the engine of this thing and fucking blows it up it looks so sweet visually incredible but at this point everybody's just fighting and the next thing you know Killmonger just slits a chick's throat it's fucking crazy they don't show the or anything like that. They don't show the actual slit, but Still, he gets one of the guards in a chokehold, and he's like, "Like I'm running this shit," and they're like, "They're like we're still gonna fight no matter what." And then he's like, "Oh yeah, well there goes your friend," and like she just drops, and they're like, "Holy shit, he just killed the chick. He didn't care." Yeah. And uh, so he's he's just like, "I don't give a fuck. Like I'm gonna run this shit." So he sends off his ships with the weapons to go outside of Wakanda and do their their mission. Well. Shuri has Ross, who's just healed of his spinal <laughs> issues with vibranium tech. She has him jump in one of them, like, VR, but it is reality, cockpit things and take a, a, a Wakanda ship. I'm going on an adventure! And track down and shoot down these ships leaving with the weapons. Oh, oh. So he's going on a chase mission while Black Panther and them are fighting. And it's just a... It's like almost on a Star Wars level of like back and forth where it's like you got fight over here, like ships flying over here and gun battles and whatever. And it's like, it's a lot to focus on, but it's really cool. Um, Black Panther and Killmonger like drop down to the mine of of Vibranium and they're like fighting on the train tracks and shit. And, uh, you know, they're basically like besting each other equally yeah, yeah. like like he'll throw a blow Killmonger will throw a blow back and it'll just it just works out like yeah. that um, I don't think Killmonger I don't know if Killmonger in the comics actually had any real powers I don't think he did I don't think he did either but um, yeah they explain that he just gets the power from the Black Panther serum oh okay yeah, yeah that's that's how they get him he took his, it that's right yeah he totally takes it um but they uh, they show Ross takes out most of the the ships. There's like one left, of course, and he's chasing it for like five minutes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Black Panther's like, he tells Shuri to like turn off the uh, the sonic emitter, or no, turn on the sonic emitter for the train system that they're on, because it'll shut down the vibranium tech that's on them, and uh, it'll oh. it'll basically make it a bare bones fight again. So him and uh, Killmonger are having a little fight back and forth, and when they're like equal, like in in like a standoff, they're like yeah. right next to each other, holding each other's arms and shit. Um, Ross takes out his ship and he escapes and he's happy, whatever. But then uh, Black Panther, like, stabs uh, Killmonger with a sick ass move. It looks so cool. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't, like, do it in a way that, like, kills him almost instantly like his dad did. Uh, but something earlier in the movie that's shown is Killmonger's dad told him about how Wakandan sunsets are the most beautiful in the world. Mm-hmm. 
And so as he's dying because of Black Panther's stabbing him, Black Panther's like, I'm going to take you to the spot. That, yeah. that your dad's talking about yeah. and it's almost like pride rock like it's like oh god it, it really, it's a total pride rock moment and uh he like looks out at the at the sunset and he's like uh he has this really deep quote where he's like uh Black Panther's like we can save you and he's like no let me die cause you guys are just gonna in, imprison me anyway he was like, you know, and, and let me go out like my ancestors that jumped off the boats. Because, you know, I'd rather be dead than in bondage. And it was, it was a deep-ass line, and everybody in the theater around me was like, oh, shit. And uh, it's, it's like deeper meaning. Even though he's Wakandan, so he didn't really have to deal with that. Yeah. It's one of them things where it's like you get it. You get the message there. Um. Yeah, and really, that's, uh, I mean, Wakanda, like, goes back into, you, or you, from what you see, Wakanda goes back into its old ways, like, T'Challa takes over again. Yeah, everybody's like, sorry, dude. <laughs> right, no, like, like, pranked. Like, yeah, right, yeah, oh, God. Um, There's no repercussions for backing the wrong guy, really? Well, they, they turned on him last second. That's It was just a minor part of the oh, battle, okay. though. It, it wasn't, like, a major thing when they turned on him. It was, like, you know. He's my, my... Use very useful MarvelWiki.com skills, and I found out that uh, Killmonger did have powers. Actually, he took a synthetic version of the heart-shaped herb, oh. and so it gave him peak. Well, that's what the flower is in this movie. It's he, basically the heart-shaped herb. It gave him superhuman sense and peak human physical abilities, just like Captain America. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what they turned this flower into. It's interesting. It's just the heart-shaped. So you can like see in total darkness as if it was a sunny yep. day. It's so sweet. You can, you know, hear really good. Interesting. You can memorize tens of thousands <coughs> of scents and track them to the exact location. You can smell fear. Detect if someone's lying by a change of body odor. Mm-hmm. His sense of taste is sensitive to the point that he's able to taste the exact ingredients of any particular food. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's got peak human strength. He's not superhuman, but much stronger than the average human, so he can, he can lift just under 800 pounds. Right. You know? Um, he can run. He can run at thirty-five miles an hour. Right. He, can, you know, exert himself for an hour before fatigue. So he's just a beast. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's insane. He can recover from physical injury pretty good too. Huh. Interesting. So it's it's basically just he's he's like, you know, he's like Cap, but just a little bit better. Yeah. Well, he's, well no, he's not. Oh, he's not as, as strong as Captain America. Well, I'm saying time. like as like overall, because he's got like night vision. He's got like. Oh yeah. Oh you know, totally. He's yeah. got a bunch of other things that Cap doesn't, but like he's still fast and he's still strong. So yeah. it's like. He also has a genius level intellect, which is interesting because he has a PhD in engineering and an MBA from MIT. So he's very oh, very smart. He's also got he's. Uh, what should I call this? Well, besides being being able to fight, obviously he's a good political leader. I mean, Cap can inspire people, right? But with but in politics, he always seems to fail. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to play the game, right? He doesn't know how to like manipulate people. So that's no, he cool. just tells the truth, and then once he yeah. he tells it to us, people are like, "No, this guy sucks. This guy's a buzzkill." <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, there's like what two? There's two post credits to this movie, I think. Oh yeah, pretty sure. Uh, yeah, the first one is mid credit, and uh, it's um, it's T'Challa at like a United Nations meeting or something of that ilk, and uh, all these people are standing gathered, taking pictures and shit. Like, holy shit, Wakanda's actually here! Like, they're never here for this. Like, yeah, they, they yeah. avoid this like the plague. 
and he's like, you know, far too long Wakanda has stood back and let the world do its thing and we didn't share our wealth, we didn't share our technology, we didn't share any of it. And today that changes. And some guy in the back asks like, but isn't Wakanda a third world country? Because no one knows. Yeah. And then he just smirks and it kind of like goes back into the credits. So it implies that he's like, well, I mean, not even implies. He just straight up says that he's going to be giving out his vibranium tech. He's going to be helping the world yeah, by yeah. giving them the knowledge. Um, Hopefully starting with Africa. You know. Oh, wait, there were two, there were three post-credits. Three? Yeah. So the I thought fr- there was only two. Well, I mean, there's two, but then there's one that I, I don't remember if there was credits before it happens or not. That's the thing. Oh. It was either the final scene or it was a post-credit. Um, but Black Panther goes back to that apartment and it's like condemned and uh, the one from the beginning and open, yeah, yeah, and it's all condemned and shit and uh, Shuri makes this joke she's like you said you were bringing me to to California I thought you meant like Coachella or something uh. <laughs> but uh, then he's like um, this is where Killmonger came up and this is where our father uh, kind of like abandoned him and this and that and she's like, oh, well, that sucks. Why are we here? And he's like, because this will be the first Wakanda outreach center for children. And so he turns this old apartment that signifies so much failure from Wakanda's part. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he has all these kids playing basketball on this court. And he's like, we're going to show these kids what the world could be and what like they can, what their part can yeah, be. You don't in. have to live in a technically a third world country to be in a third world. Right. You know, like, I mean, we know that from growing up in Detroit. Right. We saw some seriously it's fucked up. Horrible fucked up shit. So yeah. the first thing they show is a, like the first thing they show the kids is a Wakandan uh, it's like a Quinjet, just Wakandan. And uh, the kid's like, whoa it's a spaceship Bugatti. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he's like, funny. You hear one of the kids whisper like, uh, what did he say? He said, he's like, yo, let's take it apart and strip it. Oh, Jesus <laughs> and, Christ. And then uh, Shuri's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And then he's like, oh, who are you? She's like, don't worry about who I am. And then she goes into a story of like, just cool shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Black Panther is just like, yeah. <laughs> and then this little cool kid comes over and is like, is that yours? And he's like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> and then he walks off and like, but then it goes. I think it goes into the credits at that point. That's cool. But uh, it ends though. The final, final post credit is you see these three, uh, three little African kids standing over the camera and they're yeah. whispering like White Wolf. Look at him and like, check it out. It's the White Wolf. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at this point in my mind, I'm like, oh shit. Is, is it about to be who I think it is? And then, next thing you know, you see Winter Soldier in a in, in like African garb come out of this uh, this hut. And he's got his arm missing still, but he's uh, he meets Shuri at a lakeside. And she's like, um, I have a bunch of stuff to explain to you. Yeah. And then that's it. Huh. So it's like... It's like she woke him up because Infinity War is about to go down. Yeah, yeah. And use like, another fighter. But White Wolf is a direct reference to Hunter. Yeah, who's a completely different character altogether. Yeah. So. So it's like their way of introducing 
that concept of a white guy that's basically adopted by the Black Panther family. That's interesting. That's really, really interesting. Neat. Really neat. I they could even have like a romance thing, you know, go on between between Bucky and then one of the girls, you know. I could see him and Okoye getting along. She's yeah. the lead guard, the lead guard for the army, but lead guard. I'd say uh, honestly, I'd probably put it in top three Marvel movies, next to Civil War and um, the first Avengers. I'd probably put it up there. Um, but I'd say impact is probably the most important as far as like social impact it's like I seriously went home from this movie like I was emotional as fuck like for no reason like I was yeah, I was sitting there just trying to contemplate how important this movie is for for black people yeah, period yeah. like anywhere like Africans African Americans like Africans in Europe Africans in wherever like this movie is just important for black people in every way yeah, I heard, it's, it's, I heard it was really, really good. Like, it's all—it's almost tear-jerking how, like, this movie's... Uh, like, it's it's like a catalyst for things to come. Yeah. Like, it's, you can see that it's, like, it's trying to tell you, like, yes, this can be a successful movie. Yes, you can have an all-black cast with three white guys and make a successful movie. Oh, yeah. Because, like... You know, you you go all these years with a bunch of white heroes, and you know they're all these these dudes that are in their thirties and they're looking buff and swollen. And you're just yeah. like, all right, I've seen this a million times, and exactly. then this black dude comes in, and you see a lot of people are like, there's no way this is gonna succeed, and it's one of the best movies to date. Like, I mean, I'd probably argue this is the most important black film of all time uh. because it opens up doors that others never could. Let's not forget about Friday. Friday is, is uh, that's an American movie. It's important. That's an American. It's important. That's an American movie. I, I know just things. as many white people as black people that love that movie. Day is important. It's a classic. <laughs> but doesn't he get hit in the head? Doesn't that big crossside dude get hit in the head with a brick? That's the best. That's important. What's his name? Tiny. Tiny. Yeah. Tiny Lister. Tiny Lister. Oh, I think he's, he's still alive. He's dead as hell. No way. It's uh, it's the other guy. You think about the other guy, Michael Clark. Uh, Tiny Lister is dead. No, he's still alive. I no swear. Way. I'm looking him up right now. Michael Clark, uh, Duncan or Douglas, he's dead. Tiny Lister Jr. He's totally alive. I swear. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry, Tiny. I thought you were dead. I'm sorry. My t- bad, man. But Michael Clark, Duncan or Douglas, whatever his last oh, name is. Oh, the big guy from Green Mile. Yeah, yeah, he was in that movie, and he showed up for like a half a second as an extra, and. People like barely know that. It's crazy. I like I liked him. He was he big. was great. And cool. Talladega Nights, he had me dying laughing. Um. But yeah, Black Panther. I'd say it was a great movie. I don't think there would be any problem with it at all. Like I don't think anybody should have any problems with this movie. I mean, at most, I'd say like it's a little bit on the vibrant side. And if that's not your thing, then I guess you're not gonna like it. But like yeah, well, like, like bright colors. And- it's a lot of vivid imagery. Like. That's cool. It's really cool, though. Like, I'm all about vivid imagery. Yeah, I. I mean, ass is awesome. I'd probably give this movie a nine out of ten if I were to, if I had to scale it. Drugs. But huh? I had to give this. Like, <laughs> I'm kidding. Honestly, drugs. But huh? no, that was really good. That's, that's fantastic. It's really good. I'm gonna go see it you this need, weekend. Yeah, you need to check see it. it out. Day after tomorrow, going to see it. You need to see it. 
and see things that I didn't see. And I'm going to see it straight, unlike The Matrix, which I saw drunk. Totally fucked up. The first three times. It wasn't until, like, the fourth time I was like, oh, this movie is kind of neat, actually. Because, yeah, you know, you can't go. It's, it's funny to joke about that. You can't go into a theater completely hammered and see a right. movie and get out of it. Especially The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Although, I did have a friend that was really not with it after seeing it. Like, it blew his freaking mind. And uh, we were at... It is amazing. We were getting dinner, and he was just like... I don't have to pay this bill. We're in the Matrix. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I think that was the first R-rated movie i ever seen. That's a shame. Yeah. Was- well, no. I mean, I I don't count, like, the old horror movies oh, and okay. stuff. I, th- I think those movies are, like, PG-13. I think it was 9 I saw Friday the 13th. You know, like, Friday, the, Street, so. Friday the 13th, you know, it's got them titties for, like, five seconds. Ah! But it's like... <laughs> but it's like, you know, I don't count that as an R-movie. Speaking of scary stuff and Friday the 13th, we saw a thing today that dude left a somebody left a full life size statue of Jason Voorhees at the bottom of a lake in Minnesota. So so just cool. weighed down, just like in the movie, just like in the movies, stuck there with chains or whatever. Then the divers, some divers stumbled across and they're swimming. They're, they they like, around a corner. Shit. <laughs> He's just a statue. It looks just like him. It's a lifelike statue of Jason Voorhees with eyes and everything, just floating under a lake. That's messed fucking up. creepy. That's pretty. Oh, it's that's so crazy. cool, though. I like that. I wonder how many more stuff like it's like hidden around. Well, I know there's this one uh, spot. I think it's off of Spain. Yeah. Um, and underwater, there's this big ass statue of Jesus, and he's just uh, like arms spread, looking up. Oh, jeez. And like, if you go under, he'll like look at you, and it's creepy, but yeah. it's cool. Like, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Cool. I like underwater shit. Underwater stuff is cool. Water's bad. I don't like water. I don't like it. Water's scary. It's scary times. Uh-uh. I, I drown. Uh-uh. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Mike and I both do the uh, Incredible Hulk uh, thing from Thor Ragnarok. He's just like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. 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 <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> so childish. Thor's, so Thor's trying to like comfort him after saying he's that. He's like, come on. You know you're the strongest Avenger. Everybody, uh-uh. He's like, everybody on Earth hates you. And he's like, mm. He throws the hammer down. That's a, that's a movie we can review next time, I think. I think we should review that next yeah, time. Yeah, a throwback review. Ragnarok. That'd be, that'd oh, my God. The movie was so good. Oh, I loved it. All right. Well, that was the Black Panther review by Mike. Yeah. I, I contributed somewhat. I hope it wasn't annoying. It was great. Are you kidding me? I'm sure everybody out there just loved hearing you. Free blowjobs. Yeah, free blowjobs. <laughs> Mike, you're coming to Motor City Comic Con. <laughs> Mike's gonna sucky have all the girls. Sucky, sucky. Never. Inappropriate. <laughs> Inappropriate. Children listening to this. Oh, there's no children listening to this. Oh, true. Because there better not be. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> all right. Next time we will talk about Thor Ragnarok. You yeah. can email us at M. Cla- <laughs> I was, I was, compli- I was composing an email. Don't to drink at noon. Yeah. Don't drink at noon. There you go. Yeah. Um, don't. It's uh, don't feed after midnight at protonmail.com or at DFAM Podcast on Twitter. Peace. Peace.